0: Question We'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in, call
1: us with your comments. Hey, welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. My name is Tracy. I'm Leslie. And I like that. Hey. <laughs> hey. And uh we just wanna welcome you. We're so glad you've decided to say yes to spirit today, as we have. And uh every week we have a theme on our show. Until today. Today. today is the very first Time wow, in almost three years that we don't have a theme now we've intentionally had an open line before, yes, and we've intentionally um you know had a where we knew we wanted to talk about three or four different things, and so we maybe called it a hodgepodge.
0: Hodgepodge. I, I remember was word, that was right? my
1: favorite one, a hodgepodge. Um, but actually we have no theme. We are coming into this conversation <laughs> with no focus, no theme, and we will see what develops. Wow
0: which means it could be kind of a scary place if we think about just what could possibly develop.
1: Well, as you often say, your mind is a terrible place to travel. <laughs> scary place to live.
0: Don't go there alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so so um how, how do I connect the dots from nothing to heaven?
1: I don't See? know, but since See? we always do connect <laughs> the dots, then what's in, what you have the opportunity to do right now is... We connected that between our previous theme, which was Kevin, Kevin.
0: to whoever's in my
1: mind, whatever, no
0: theme. <laughs> you know, no theme makes me think of the thing mm-hmm. and of uh, mind thinking, uh, no thing, that's kind of the opposite of. Heaven in terms of, you know, there is no thing, there is nothing but heaven. So it's not really an opposite. I guess that's something other than an opposite. But heaven is all there is ultimately. And it's, uh, you know, how we frame, how I frame that. Yes. But there really, at the end of the day, is no thing or nothing outside of heaven or outside of my um, uh, my perception of heaven. So there you go so there's my we can talk about no thing or nothing yes or, or not but anyway there's my connected dots to heaven with no theme
1: okay I, <laughs> I i i like it oh, I, thank you for I that affirmation it. there you go um it is what it is you accept it more <laughs> yes that's, what, that's more what you do well, we maybe we'll get into acceptance mm-hmm. afterwards because actually now that's the third time already today that accept or acceptance. Has oh, accept third time. Yeah. Wow. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Hang with us and stay tuned to see what we do with no theme today on Say Yes to Spirit.
0: has come up for you three different times. That is, um, uh, it uh, really is one of those things to be aware. I'm always interested in hearing myself many times when I'm talking to a friend, kind of uh, listening to my own self. Sometimes I'll tell a story about what's happening to me and in telling the story to my friend, I'll see sort of a theme or sort of different messages or different opportunities I've had to um, see it in a different way and I'm totally blind to it until like all of a sudden I see what I didn't see. All these kind of, yes. um, I don't know if messages is the right word, but there's a lot of information coming in to me all day during the day from songs on the radio, from random texts from friends, <coughs> from you know emails, strange things that I'll, you know, read or even bulletin, not bulletin boards, but we call them billboards, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I'm aware, many times there is a theme or um, a messages, I guess the actual messages, but many times I don't see them. But it sounds like you saw yours this morning. Well, I you know, it's interesting because
1: when you just talk about that, you it triggered in my mind um the concept that Deepak Chopra labeled or coined Cinco Destiny. Yes. A few months ago I interviewed a woman about um, how Cinco Destiny shows up in her life and mm-hmm. and all of these coincidences, which we don't believe in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that when you have these coincidences that sync together, yes. that they unfold your destiny, that they unfold the destiny of that situation or that uh, project or, you know, whatever is going on that day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, acceptance, which is interesting because a lot of times with acceptance what happens for me is I immediately, in my mind, shift it to non-resistance. You know, right, I'm not going to resist this. It is what it is. Um, but acceptance has already come up twice for me today, once in the context of diversity and inclusion that we um if we are representing if we are being the love of God, then we believe that every person who's different from us by race or by gender or by faith practices, that you know they too were created in the divine image and likeness of god, right and so why is it so hard for me to accept? that someone could be Jewish and someone could be um, Muslim and somebody could be Christian and someone could be New Thought and somebody could be, you know, I I could just accept that. Mm-hmm. I could accept that that is part of the divine plan mm-hmm. and it doesn't take anything away from me
0: mm-hmm.
1: for someone else to be of a different ethnic group or a different age group or a different religious group. And so um, so acceptance came up that way. Uh, really big for me earlier today, and
0: in terms of you were initially resistant,
1: resisting it. No, I was just focusing on my stained glass spirit business and and working on a project, working on some materials for a group that I'm going to be doing some facilitation with, and I started in working on working at it from a different perspective, and came across one of my most favorite videos and favorite songs ever by uh India Ari and Idan Rachel from Israel and and that the name of the song is the gift gift of acceptance and they talk about give the world mm. the gift of your acceptance mm. of, of all these different kinds of people mm. and um yeah, so that that just shifted everything I was doing with that, and before that, the idea of acceptance of um, was in a in a slightly different context, but it's the same same issue, and it came up. Um, there are some, you know, any time you're part of an organization, there are the
0: crazy polit- people.
1: Well, they're the, polit- <laughs> the, the what we label the okay. politics. Yeah, so really, all it
0: is is group dynamics. No, oh, they're crazy people. The people that don't think like I do. Yeah, they're just they're crazy people that I need to help. Really, is how I look at that. But and so I was
1: reflecting on, on some things that are happening with the group that I'm a part of, and, and then, and I meditated, because mm. I felt myself getting agitated. Oh, that's uh, cute. And so. I, I really, whenever possible, if I'm noticing, if I'm paying, if I'm paying attention, right, um, that I'm getting agitated, and I can, I will stop and I will say, okay, five minutes of meditation. You know, and sometimes it turns out to be fifteen or thirty, but I'll just say, okay, five minutes of meditation, release, calm down, let this go. And so I meditated just for five minutes, and literally, when I came out of meditation the word was acceptance, like accept that these people are who they are. Crazy
0: people. Yes. Accept them as (laughs) they are.
1: Accept that this is, well, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Not that, oh, I feel sorry for them and they're crazy, but just, you know, this is what it is, and it's like this is what group dynamics does. This is what happens when you put a group of people together who are different from one another. I know this. Why am I letting it irritate me? And I could choose my next conversation, my next actions from a whole different place because it was like, okay, I accept that this person operates this way in the world and I accept that it drives me nuts and that's not going to change. Right. It's not going to change. So uh, every time things happen, or every time she does certain things, am I gonna? Am I going to be? I'm gonna. You're gonna gonna be the crazy person. You become
0: (laughs) the crazy person. It's
1: like no, it's not. So not about that. Simply accept and then choose how you're going to respond in these kinds of situations because they're not going to end. Or you know, if they do end, great maybe i can have some influence on that over time but if it didn't change if nothing changed then what are my options it just so acceptance just pushed me into a whole different place with that
0: it is interesting when we get to that point of when i get to that point of feeling out of control mm-hmm. There is always something that I'm feeling a need to control, and if I'm feeling a need to control, then I'm not accepting it as it is and i I do think that, as you were talking about systems and dynamics of people in in communities and working together, and you know there's some my favorite word accountability to uh if there's an injustice, quote-unquote, going on, you know, the the, uh, woman in the Middle East and I are making our flyers, you know, kind of mentality Mm -hmm. that we talked about a few weeks ago in terms of if there's some hypocrisy or something happening that needs to, you know, have a light drawn to it. Boy, i got a lot of flashlights that I can pull out of my pocket and start shining the light on. And is that me being in resistance and not acceptance, or is that me just being... Me, in terms of I think it's, you know, when something's happening and there's some unfairness, that if I'm aware of it, then then I become accountable to help take action for it. So, for me, I think what I have to look at is is my internal charge. Yeah. Am I charged up? Am I doing it out of reaction, out of anger, out of injustice, you know, or am I simply doing it out of a peace and a love and a, you know, this this I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold up this mirror and let you see and hope someday, you know, people will hold up mirror and let me see. But that it's that my internal charge is is not not like electrifying. I guess that's my thermometer. If my if I'm if I'm in coming from a place of saying yes to spirit, there might be some actions that I take that I do. But they'll be very calm, and they won't be like attached to the outcome of it. It'll simply be, this is what I need to do at this moment, and there won't be some. You know, usually I, if I'm if I'm in my human, I'm attached to seven steps from now. And if it doesn't come out looking like I want it to look, then I failed, or then you know, then I have to do more. Or I have to get a bigger flashlight. You know, that kind of. So it's an internal feeling that gives me the information, am I coming from a place of spirit or am I coming from a place of a human? And um, I had a really lovely dinner with a friend of mine during the week and she was talking about a lot of things in a community that would charge me up normally and I would feel the need to give her advice and kind of help her do certain things because she has avenues to do things that I don't. and, And I found myself at such peace in such sort of, Oddly, um, understanding that it's all going to work out, and I don't even understand how, and I probably won't ever know how. Mm -hmm. But there was some strange sort of peace within me.
1: (laughs) I love it. Strange.
0: I was was very aware that this is this is different. (laughs) Exactly right. This is unusual. And um, and I was really kind of thinking, you know, that really is ultimately the thing that I can do is to hold that just complete knowing that this is this is all going to work out. It's just not a doubt. It can't not work out. And she was saying something about at one point we were talking about the women at the Dallas County Jail that I work with and she said, how does that not depress you so much? She was asking me this and my spontaneous rec- answer was I thought, well that's powerful. And it was true. I said, you know, I really know without a doubt that these women's lives are working towards good. That this is that this is good, ultimately is going to come out of this. And I really believe that. And as I said, I thought, wow, that's interesting. But I really believe that. So so coming from that point and and knowing that for them sort of gives them permission in a strange way to be kind of crazy for a while and to know that that's all going to settle out. It's kind of like the dust or the dirt's going to go to the bottom of the river at some point and the clear water is going to flow. Yeah, and that is interesting how we can... All of us do it
1: all the time. We look at what other people are doing and we we project ourselves into that situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I had to work if I had to work at the Dallas County Women's Jail and go there several times a week, I would be so depressed. So, how can you do that? Or mm-hmm. you know, if I had to work in at Walmart during the Christmas season, <laughs> I would take I would not have any hair my mind or, would be or, right, right. Um, you know, or whatever it is, you know, if I had to train to be an Olympic champion, you know, it would be a burden. Not you know, it would be so hard to put all those hours a day into training and I could you know, how do you have the stamina to do that? Well, when that's your passion, Mm -hmm. when you really see there's an opportunity for you to break a record or to win the medal, and you know your body and your mind, it's like you do all that training because you love it. Even when it's hard, you love it because you have a whole different sense of what it's connected to. It's not just, I want to win a gold medal. It's something. It's what that gold medal means to you. And so, yeah, I think it's it's a little. It's always dangerous dangerous for
0: us to evaluate what somebody else is doing from our own perspective. Right. We're not living it. And whatever we're living. This morning, when I was waking up, I was going through my day of all the things that I'm doing back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And I just. Got frozen, and you know, I'm like, I haven't even sat up yet, you know. And I thought, let's just retry. All I have to do is sit there. You know, I, I'm not doing the 17 things that have to be done in the next five hours, and and I'm really aware of that as kind of a state of anxiety or non-accept. You know, but, but when I get into it and when when it's unfolding, it unfolds. I can handle it, but when my mind travels. You know, this classic 12-step saying, when I go into the future or I go back into yesterday, I go alone because God is only in the here and the now. And the here and the now always takes care of itself. It's going off into the future.
1: Always. Always.
0: Yes. We could just remember that all the time. All the time. Yeah. And if we're in acceptance of it, then we are in that state of, of of awareness of the here and the now. The acceptance brings us in. Um, Acceptance is the first step of any change. You know, if any change is going to occur, the acceptance of what is has to come, has to be the first thing. I can't change something until I've accepted what is. And many times it's the resistance to accepting what is and wanting it to be different
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that keeps it in a perpetual state of unrest. Does that make sense? That's really, I think, kind of deep, actually.
1: It's very deep, and it's very true, because we're not really responding to the what is. We're
0: responding to our feelings about what isn't. What isn't, or what we want. We're trying to create something that is not... It's like putting the heart right, isn't yet. I think that's really interesting. And then being irritated that it's not yet over and over again. It's always not yet because I haven't accepted what is. I can't move
1: to the next thing until
0: I stand where I am. Yes, that's really powerful.
1: I cannot move there. So it's interesting to me this... uh, Saying yes to spirit and thinking back to connect the dots with heaven. And um, I do love that idea that if heaven is a below as above and heaven is all things and all all of life is within, then it should be easy for me to accept that whatever is happening right now
0: mm-hmm. is
1: Perfect. Perfect. It's just one building block to the taller building, or it's just one step on the million mile journey called life.
0: What's there not to accept and and it is a mental thing because there's so much in the world to think about in terms of what i I don't like or what I don't can't. Accept, right? There's saying Yeah, what
1: hurts me, what makes me uncomfortable. So that's an interesting thing. So do I accept? What what does accept mean in the context of someone who steals from me or physically harms me? What does acceptance mean in that context? Acceptance in the context of saying yes to spirit. And someone actually, well, okay, someone stole your car. Someone, um, you know, physically stole, broke into my house. So, I I don't know. It's kind of (laughs) like, you know, the question that comes up when we talk about forgiveness. And people are like, well, I'll never forgive that. I could never forgive someone for doing that. Like I can imagine someone saying, I could never accept that this is for my highest good I can never accept that it's okay for someone to break into my
0: house or steal my car or kill my neighbor. And there's a uh, uh thing that I think I've heard Reverend Petra talk about, you know, there's different things that get push us up against our point of disbelief or unbelief. And and as a human being there are many points. And, and, and some people's point starts at, you know, someone that cuts me off. And then, you know, somebody else's point might be someone that, you know, injures my family member. And then someone else might not have a point at all. And, you know, everything in between. And so whatever that point is, is that opportunity to see, um, you know, how... How deep do I have to go to really be embodying what is above is below? To really embody that there is no thing, there is nothing outside of God. And, you know, these horrific things that happen in the human experience, how do we, how do I dive deeper and deeper and deeper into my spiritual belief versus staying on my human, this can't be happening, this is impossible, this is unacceptable. I hate this. this, I'm angry. Yeah. Right. And so it, it it's a choice. It's a choice of which direction am I going to go. And do I really believe all people, all time, are acting out of God? You know, horrible things that people, quote, unquote, do if I really believe. If there is really no exception, then there's no exception. So how do I, how does that make sense in my human brain that someone could steal or kill or do these horrible things and, and not be and still be God expressing? Well that's certainly not God, someone taking that action. So the action's not God, that behavior is not God, but that God within is God within all of us. Yes or no? Yes or no. I have to always come back to yes. The behavior can be from the human state of not remembering who we are, but the essence is the truth. And you're smiling. See, this is when we had a camera. She's smiling like, keep digging, Leslie, keep digging.
1: You no, know, oh, I'm smiling like Wow, this is such spiritual maturity coming out of Lester. Out of Lester? <laughs> and that's so surprising. There we go, Tracy. You know, there we go. It wasn't a look of surprise. Right. It was a smile of joy. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Like, maybe she actually believes this stuff for the last three years. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it certainly is. It's a it's a pondering. And, it, and it's it's an experiencing. I think these last few weeks have been more into the experiencing of it, and I'm good at the intellectualizing of it, But the experience of it is a whole other ball of wax. Yes, it is.
1: Cool. So um, in the context of a no-theme show, we have just spent like 25 minutes talking about acceptance, and and I guess I'm okay with if that becomes our theme. (laughs) You can always change the theme name on the... uh, on the page, um, and I'm also open to, is there any place else we want to go since we have no theme, no theme, no direction, no restrictions, <laughs> no guide
0: rails, guard or guidelines. There was a, um, my, my favorite thing to listen to, the Oprah show on the radio, the old Oprah shows they replay sometimes and she took these four women that were in uh states in their lives where they were being controlled by fear and run by fear and they went skydiving and i was listening to them they had microphones on them as they were you know as the door opened and they were you know screaming with the wind coming in and and i tried to put myself in that situation and i really i there's 80% of me The things I would, the fear of it, even if I was attached to someone else and was doing what a piggyback, or whatever they call it, that I would die on the way down. (laughs) That I would literally have a heart attack, just, and be gone. gone. I mean, even if we safely floated to the, I can't even get on a roller coaster without really having a severe panic attack. And, And so I thought about it, and these women, after they did it, they had these experiences of, I can do anything now. I I I feel such a, an empowerment. I feel so much stronger. I couldn't. And I thought, at the end of the day, you were strapped to somebody. And you jumped out of a plane, and you know, ultimately, it's a contrived kind of experience. Freedom, freedom mm-hmm. right? But they did have this life-changing event. It mm-hmm. was life-changing, and so I kept trying to think what would that be like? And if if, if I'm in my mind, if my mind is my experience, if I could free-fall and allow my mind to just free-fall out of a plane, then in theory I would have some sort of the same experience. And and then I thought, I wonder if that's why people do drugs on some way, because it's kind of a free-falling of the mind, and I have inhaled a few times. And, you know, that experience of losing that control of my mind, of letting my mind kind of free fall, there is a sort of, I don't know if the word's empowering, but, you know, there's a certain amount of, oh, it's okay, I can just let go of all of this worry or all of this thing that, you know, seems to control me. But... That experience of jumping out of a plane and having that, and they they went on and followed these women's lives, and I mean real changes happened. You know, I mean, from yeah, jumping I out of a that, plane.
1: The, I think that so much of that is about um, doing something you could never imagine yourself doing, and and yeah, jumping out of a plane is is has that sense of you have no control mm-hmm. now, so just. Forget about being in control, you know, and yeah, and and if whatever you're afraid of. I mean, it makes sense that you go from in your mind thinking about releasing control to and and doing something, being brave Mm -hmm. to do something. Um, and then actually doing it. It's what you just said a few minutes ago. Going from thinking about it to embodying it Mm -hmm. and experiencing it Mm -hmm. kind of unlocks. But I also have a counter story to that because um, I believe that in theory. And so when I did the, um, I've done ropes courses several times, Mm -hmm. high ropes and low ropes and all the activities in between. And I have facilitated groups doing that. But the first time that I did a high ropes course where a lot of the activities are, you know, 20 and 30 feet. Yes off the ground, and you really are not, you know, in control (laughs) the way that you normally are. And I actually had a good time doing it, you know, jumping off the 30- or 40-foot pole. Camper pole, they call it, yeah, yeah. And being in the trees and um, not the zip line, but being in the trees where you're walking were we walking or crawling? Somehow we were moving through, you know, the trees. And at one point, and I actually forgot about one of the one of my friends who was with me reminded me about a year ago that her one of her favorite memories of that weekend was when I was hanging upside down from the wire, you know, twenty thirty feet up in the air, and I was just laughing. It was like hysterical, and you know, she was like, you, you weren't afraid or anything. But the opposite was on the zip line. And I've probably referred to this before, but for whatever reason, the zip line was pure terror for me. Mm. Where most people are like, the other ones are terror for them, and the zip line feels like fun. Mm-hmm. You just jump off and you zip through over to the other side, and it's so beautiful, and it's great, and and it was terrified. I was frozen. I could not jump off. Mm -hmm. I could not step off. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you step off the platform, you're going to zip. I could not do it. And so when you said this idea of Mm -hmm. jumping out of the plane, it's Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it's the exact same thing. And I ultimately did it. They were so patient. It seems like I was on that platform 30 to 40 minutes before mm-hmm. I slipped. Allowed I tricked myself into thinking if I slipped yes. off, nice. Smart. you know, but you can't really do that. You have to take a step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay. But ultimately for me it was because they kept saying you don't have to do it. You really don't have to do it, especially after about 15 minutes when it was clear I was terrified. You really don't have to do it. And then I got stubborn. I will be doing this. I will be doing this if I am this afraid. Uh Actually, that was a conversation I had with myself, and this was, you know, more than 20 years ago. This was 20 years ago. If I am this
0: afraid to do it, I must do it. What was the experience like when you did it at the end? Terrifying. At the end, still. Terrifying. I was like, I can't
1: believe I did this, but I did it, and I never have to do it again.
0: So there wasn't this sense of freedom, I did it, I can't believe I did it, it was great. No. I can do anything now.
1: I was like, oh, hell no, I will never do this again. Wow. And I still, when I think about doing it, Uh I see myself on the platform, and I have the same level of fear. Hmm. I don't know what that's about. But I did have that sense of release and empowerment when I jumped off the pamper pole. And the pamper pole is much scarier for most people mm. because you jump off into nothingness. It's, it's actually the precursor to a bungee jump, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it. Except with a bungee jump, you actually dive head first. All right. But with the pamper pole, you just jump off into nothingness. And there's no net. There's nothing, you know, there.
0: You are attached to ropes. We should say that out loud. So you're not jumping to the ground. Oh, so
1: you're attached to your safety, your safety ropes, so that you know you're person below you has. Right, you're 20 or 30 feet up in the air, and when you jump, you can't go more than like 10 feet. Right. Before you'll bounce, kind of in midair, and then they slowly release you down to the ground. And you usually have at least two people, if not three, who have safety you know, ropes attached to you. But when you jump, you're way up in the air and you basically just jump out into air knowing there's nothing to catch you. And so with the zip line, you, you, know, you know that you're attached and you're going to go all the way to the other platform or the other side of the forest or whatever it is. So
0: that was your... Fear point.
1: So the zip line was yeah ter- was terrifying for me, and the pamper pole, which was terrifying for most people, was like yes, this is great. I feel empowered. I can go start my business. I can be successful. I will be successful. I was like getting off of the when I when they you know
0: lowering lowered you.
1: me down. Mm-hmm. I was like yeah, like the women you described mm-hmm. who jumped out of the plane with Oprah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's a really interesting, I'm really, my mind is really pondering this because I actually um, worked at a ropes course for a couple of years and uh, we ran kids through it and uh, corporate groups through it and uh, being trained in how to, to do it, you know, it's all contrived. At the end of the day, is that a terrible thing to say? I mean, the the no, life is, mental life is the you know it's it's um it's completely safe a and then b it's contrived in terms of how to get people to take that step off and um but the person taking that step off it is like. Jumping out of it a has, plane, it's whatever your story is right my story right
1: is my story,
0: right, and so my pondering is is really at the end of the day i'm I'm both people in my own play yes i'm I'm the Person on the ground, the ropes trained person that knows the whole thing is contrived and knows the whole thing is right. is safe and you know there's just no there's no way anything bad is going to happen. And I'm the person that just can't even conceive stepping off and diving forward into nothingness. I'm I'm both and in my yeah. own life. No, and me too. In, in that situation and in my life. I mean, I so get that. And it's just a matter of my, of where my mind, or where my, where I choose to keep, where my, where my level of awareness is, I guess.
1: Yeah, and, and what you choose to, I was going to say what you choose to believe, you believe both, but which belief you allow to guide your
0: actions and your experience. Um, and what am I operating from? Am I operating from knowing, all oh, this is just great, this is just gravy, or am I operating from, I'm not going to be able to do this, there's no way in
1: heck. And it is just like our everyday lives. It is just like our everyday lives. Everything that happens in the course of the day, when I say yes to spirit, I I have less fear and I have a lot of faith that it is all working together for my best and highest good. No matter what it's like in this moment, no matter whether I'm afraid, no matter whether I feel hurt or snubbed or whether I feel joy and excitement, it's all orchestrating together. It's all a symphony of different instruments working together to create the symphonic masterpiece called My Life, right? So, I can go with it. Oh, interesting. Or I can fight it. I can play off key because I haven't practiced. I can miss three notes because I wasn't paying attention to the sheet of, the sheet music in front of me. Um, and ultimately, it all still keeps going. You know it's like it it is all a part of creating this unique whole
0: experience called my life um, I like that symphony idea, and the idea that the the whole creates this beautiful piece of music, but if I'm focusing just on one instrument, it might sound kind of strange because I'm focusing just on that one little instrument that is designed, what it's doing is designed to be a part of this whole. Yes. And if I just see the one instrument, I can get caught up in, oh, that doesn't sound right. And it's really interesting. I, this is um Amy, what's the famous Christian artist, Amy? Grant. Grant, thank you very much. She has this amazing song. When I first heard it, I thought, oh, that's just, I can't even listen to it, it's too upsetting. But her whole, the song, the whole song talks about from a distance, it's all beautiful. And she, in the course of the song, has these horrible things about people dying and about things happening. and about. But she, she, the, the chorus is, from a distance, God sees a, a beautiful sunset. From a distance, God hears the symphony. And I thought, how could that be? These are horrible things she's talking about. But <laughs> when you really pull away far enough, to see the big picture of it all, there, you know, the design of it, there is a divine design of it. And that's really, really hard the more involved I am in in focusing on that off, that violin that sounds kind of off. Exactly. That needs a little bit of tuning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty amazing, this this.
0: Game called Life. My sister gets very upset when I say that. It's very funny to hear, because that does seem very discounting to the idea of the importance of that this thing that's happening here and now is really extraordinarily something. And how dare call it a game? And I and I do again. That is kind of a perspective thing. It is a perspective, thing. and it can seem so. Again, being the the person on the ground, being the ropes, being the person kind of holding the ropes and knowing the ultimate. And I don't even like to use the word contrived, but you know that this is all going to work out. Well, and you even know, if the person doesn't jump off, there's got a, a contingency plan for that, and there's going to be something that we're going to do the the next part of the day that's going to get them either back up there symbolically or back up there literally, but this person is going to have success. And, And there's, you know, 17 different ways that we know how we can create that success for them, and they don't know that. They don't know that it's being kind of funneled, you're kind of being funneled into the next opportunity for success, the next opportunity for success, the next opportunity. That there's an infinite number of opportunities for success, and if you don't have success in one space, that's not failure. Exactly, and it does all fit together.
1: And what's hilarious is, I actually have been trained as a ropes facilitator before. I before I did the, had that experience, and I had so, so all I that knew, goes out of your mind, so right? I knew right? that, yeah, but right. standing on that little. T- I was gonna say that little one foot by one foot platform, which is not true on the on a zip line. I mean you actually have a probably three foot by three foot platform. Um, you know, standing there in that moment, Mm -hmm. it was all about the stories in my mind from childhood or wherever Mm -hmm. from a place so deep within me Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. until I got to the top of the, the climbed all the stairs and was standing on that platform that I can't do this. So it wasn't even like, well, as I watched other people do it. I felt nervous. I was like, really? Nervous? I'm the one who's always wanted to, like, do paragliding over the ocean. Oh, good heavens. Right? I always thought, oh, I can't, one day I'm going to wow. do that. I never, I never wanted to jump out of a plane. I didn't, but the paragliding. Wow. The, it's like I always wanted to do that—parasailing or paragliding, whatever it's called—and so I was really surprised. There's two or three people. The first couple of people climbed up there. was like I felt nervous, mm-hmm. and then as I was, and I was—I believe I was the last one. I don't really remember, but I was like, "No, you go, you go." <laughs> so of course, oh, I woke myself yes, up into yes. more anxiety. And I knew it was safe. I knew how it worked. I knew all about the safety stuff. But there was something so deep within me that I'm sure it was pre You know, before I, as a baby, mm-hmm. before I could express it, there was something that would not let me actually jump and and glide it. And I overcame it, and it still didn't go away.
0: I was going to say, but that's, that's, curious. that's the curious part to me, that you took the action... And it, and it and still. Well, it made it less. No. It makes me known today.
1: I don't ever want to do that again, but I could. But it didn't shift my actual action or my feeling to, mm-hmm. I can do anything if I did
0: that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so curious. Yes. So analyze that. <laughs> that's really curious. I don't want to, there's not enough time, but that's really curious. <laughs> analyze that. That's exactly right. exactly right. If it doesn't, and 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 you are right, and I certainly, you know, the, again, where, where am I pushed up against my point of unbelief? And mm-hmm. certainly, you know, currently in my life, there's external circumstances that I am so pushed up against my unbelief and that, that I continue to act out of this feeling of self hate or self you know desperation, and that that it's fascinating to me if it wasn't my life, it'd be more fascinating, but to see how <laughs> extreme I can be in terms of in some areas be so evolved and so yeah. connected to spirit and so at one and at peace, and then in other areas be. I mean beyond you know, living in a, a circumstance that is just full of self hate and self disgust and all of that. And to have both things happening in my life at the same time seems really impossible. I yeah. mean if I if I told it in the story, you you wouldn't believe. it's it's difficult to believe that they can be happening and at the, the, the same exact same at moment. the same time, Yeah. And that is really a ponderance. What would that topic be? You know, both and it's, it's like. Plenty of- oh, thank you, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I had to consider me, that. It
1: was- no, I mean, yes, actually, that's it. but that's what it looks yes, like. Yes, it's yes, not, yes. It's not the mental condition, but mm-hmm. it it could look like if somebody read the story mm-hmm. like you said it if you wrote the story and somebody was reading the book they right, would be like
0: okay this person has like a this. split personality of sorts you know a split experience at the same time and that is why and I am always I do see this not to the maybe to the extreme that I'm experiencing in my own life all the time but as a therapist that is one thing I'm constantly aware of is that people project yeah, and um, have this external experience that is one way that can be very different than their internal mindset and to be aware of that as we interact with each other. And I think that's a really interesting thing coming back to <laughs> what you were talking about this morning. Yes, that is so good. Regardless of what we're experiencing, the other person externally putting out there. Yes to have this understanding that, that there's this inner dialogue that people are having that is sometimes incredibly different than what is being put out externally. Yeah, that actually uh, made me think, too, of when
1: um, any time where you do Myers-Briggs or Herman Brain Dominance or even DISC or, you know, any type of assessment where you are assessing and playing with different communication style, leadership style, thought processing style, that often someone's behavior Mm – I was going to say, is out of control of their mind. I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like they're acting out old patterns and old stories, even when they intellectually know better, Mm -hmm. even when they have learned to do better. And so, yeah, sometimes what's happening in those group dynamics is person A has triggered something in person B. Right. Right. And they're reacting because it's what their it's the tone of voice their mother always used that irritated them or made them feel mm-hmm. they were being shamed. It's the tone of voice. It's not even the words that are being said. And they are really mature in a lot of ways, but they're reacting, mm-hmm. and they don't even realize it. So yeah, when I'm when I'm um when I'm in a part of a group or part of a group and I'm working with people who, to me, are doing things that are absolutely crazy, insane, and unacceptable, um, that sometimes I have to be careful about the story I make up. Because, you know, a lot of times it's the conflict between, I know this person knows better. Right. Why are they, you know, why are they saying those things or acting that way or avoiding, you know, dealing with this? And, yeah, I if I think about it, I know the reason why. There's some subconscious very powerful, old belief or story that's driving their
0: actions, and they may not even be aware of it. And what's really fun is when I can do that to myself and watch myself and even say that to myself, oh, watch! what am I doing? What am I saying? Oh, there I go. Oh, gosh, don't do it. But I do it. You know, don't I you react. Anyway. I
1: respond. I react. Yeah, as I was saying that, I was thinking of, I was, I was talking about a different situation, but as I was articulating that, it was like, yeah, Tracy, just like you do in this scenario. Like, oh, you know better. Yeah, I do know better. And, you know, and and I also know the one or two things that can trigger me just like that. Mm -hmm. And I am spun off into a whole chain of actions and reactions before I can reel myself back in, and then I have to deal with the original situation and all the actions and reactions
0: that I've, that done, I've done. done. Yeah,
1: right, right, right. And I know that, and it's, I still won't jump off the platform, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it's it's a constant. It's it's a, it's a little. Is that the macrocosm of the? Is that the microcosm? The, the jumping micro? off the. Is the microcosm to the big? Thing.
1: Oh, it is a. It applies universally, so it would be the macrocosm, and we each have our own different things that are like jumping our out. own zipline,
0: our own zipline, our own jumping out of the plane, and 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 <laughs> it is it, it is really it's an awareness. I guess it keeps coming back to me to the idea that it is that it is an awareness, and that saying yes to spirit, keeping that awareness at the forefront of my mind kind of can become the guide that allows me to act out of fear or out of, you know, am I going to act out of being the person understanding the the rope's experience or am I going to be the person resisting the experience? Or is resistance just part of the experience itself? Well, obviously it is, but I, I'm, I'm affirming that it doesn't have to always be that I can get to that point that I'm not in resistance and that my resistance maybe my resistance resistance time is shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And just you know, at some point that human experience gets so short that I can walk through a wall. Yes, I'll come back to that eventually. <laughs> Always
1: you have been talking about walking I through know walls and at least I don't know a couple of
0: months that's yeah, what's that about? I have to keep my eye on my gold medal, the walking through the wall. Wow, what a, a so point. how does saying yes, to spirit help us with the topic of not nothing? Oh well, I think it's perfect, but well, we don't really need a theme
1: to talk about saying yes to spirit. Because saying yes to spirit just shows up in our lives every day, mm-hmm. or our opportunities to say yes to spirit. And so we don't really need a theme. Having a theme is just a little crutch that we we created <laughs> so that we would think we had That's some cute, focus.
0: That's so we could have some sense of control or contrived uh,
1: direction or boundary yes, yes, yes. And you know, and I think that has served us well. And I'm sure that next week we'll have a theme again. But yeah, the no theme. Interesting. It is interesting. When I realized we didn't have a theme, yes, there was no sense of panic or dread. It was like nice. it was curiosity. Yeah. Like, Huh? We actually don't have a theme.
0: What will we do? Well,
1: this will be interesting. We'll see where it goes, right? which is so different. And I do think that reflects the saying yes to spirit. I mean, the show is Say Yes to Spirit. What does spirit want us to talk about today? Um, But it's so interesting, and it sits in with everything we've been talking about, because most of the time, most of us walk through our lives every day, go through our lives every day believing we have to know exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Right. How long it's going to take? What comes next? Like you're waking up and having a list of seventeen things and right. going. Through. Right. And but most of us, most of the time, that's how we operate our lives, even on what we call vacation or holiday. Oh gosh, yes, isn't that even more so? It's got to be planned out. What are we going to do every day? Who's involved? Who's engaged? How much money is it going to cost? Do I have the money? What am I going to do in this situation? I mean, you know, it's like. Wow, could we just wake up and say whatever happens today and unfolds yes. it and allow it to unfold, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour. Those. When I think about there, have, there are days that I have like that. Not, you know, most days I have an appointment or something that I have to respond to or prepare or, you know, but there are days. Where I have no theme, no focus, no
0: no requirement except to live. And at the end of the day, if I can have that attitude, even when I have the 17 things to do. Yes. That, to me, is the ultimate unfolding and to trust. And I have, you know, I have experienced what the Indians used to call time warps. Yeah. You know, time is expanding or not expanding, and I really, it, it, that's an interesting concept. That really, at the end of the day, is there is no time, ultimately, and to be able to experience having time itself shift to um, work within what I need to be done. And, and that's a really extraordinary experience. And yet it is just as simple as shifting my mind ever so slightly to the right. That, you know, everything is going to unfold exactly perfectly. And if I really shift there, then everything unfolds exactly perfectly. Exactly. Exactly perfectly. And it's it's just the tiniest of shifts sometimes in my mind, but it changes everything. And it is a state of acceptance. When I was thinking about it, it's a state of acceptance. It's a state of non resistance. Yes. And uh, looking back at you know, the idea of all that Grand Canyon, you know, it was created by water. You know, non resistance. Just just the water just flowing. You cre- can do anything. I'm getting keeping my mind there instead of keeping my mind in the fear or that this just can't be happening or this is wrong or this is you know, I've got to understand it. I've got to make sense of it. That keeps me in a state of feeling like I can control it. No, all I have to do is come and let the zip line carry me.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow, love it. So um, that's the no theme show. The <laughs> No theme. That'll be the isn't that interesting? We have to have to create a word to. To refine the no no theme. theme.
1: We can't just have no theme. Yes, right. So, thanks for joining us today on uh, Say Yes to Spirit. I hope that you will join us again in the future when we do have a theme. (laughs) Um, And um, until then, remember to say Say yes yes to to Spirit. Spirit.